with awareness isn't isn't uh, when you awake when there's awakened awareness tension is allows us to see the the changingness of the conditions it's pure attention pure intelligence uh, so it's and it's not conditioned so it's not something you learn or acquire uh, but it's dumb the natural way of things otherwise we get no perspective we'd just be becoming things all the time our emotions our feelings we wouldn't possibly get any perspective on it <coughs> And you can see, you know, they're just helpless victim of conditioning. That's, I mean, some people get, you know, how many of you, even the best conditioning usually is a pramavicha. The still sense of self-view as being reality and all the, the kind of things that go along with with uh, attachment to conditions, even at their best, sometimes you get pretty awful things like being abused as a child or kinds of uh, wretched uh, things we we inherit from our ancestors. And if we're just stuck with those, you know, that's all. We, we just become a kind of victim of, of the circumstances that we experience where this, you see, and you're not in, there's no need to be a victim. You can always transcend the condition, good or bad. Just in this simple state of awareness, whatever conditioning you might have, you, you've acquired so far, You've seen it in terms of what it really is. It's what arises, ceases, is not self. Refuge in Sangha, Sankang Sernangachami. So this Sangha is like the congregation or the church or the community. The word implies community, group of those who practice in the right way, the supatipanno, practice directly, practice insightfully, those who practice with integrity. This means that we're, as human individuals, we're, we're members of a sangha, of good beings, good human beings. We're not just isolated uh, individuals or refuges in that community. <coughs> so that, in order to be a refugee song, we have to determine to do good and refrain from doing bad. Basic moral commitment, isn't it, to... to uh, do what is good, 
when we, because we have bodies till we die, we've got to do something with them. Even after you're fully enlightened, you've still got to eat food and survive physically until you die, till the body dies. So, we, so to do good, refrain from doing bad. So, goodness is, is what we, how we relate to the world around us, to other beings, to the planet, to the environment, to the society we live in, to the animal kingdom, to the heavenly realms, the seen and the unseen, all that, every, all sentient beings. So in our daily life, they, we, we, we make that determination to do what is good. Live in the, we can live in the society, with the family, with the, and, and um, doesn't mean that the Stupatipano has to uh, kind of turn away and reject everything, but determination to do what is good because the good doing good is its own reward and you do good you you have a good result in that to be generous and kind when you really look at it when you're actually doing it when you're being kind and generous if you look at your mental state it's the result is it it's, it's good. You feel good. You feel the joyfulness that comes from being kind and generous. It's quite immediate. The result of goodness, good actions, is is immediate. It's not. If you think I'm going to do good now in order to be rewarded in the future, that's one way of looking at it. But it's kind of making a deal, isn't it? You kind of. I'm doing this so I can make merit points and get a good rebirth in the next life. It's one way of looking at it. But as experience in the present, direct experience, only kind and generous, what is a, when, when I'm kind and <coughs> generous, I experience joy as a result, as a kind of immediate result. Then refrain from doing bad. We still have, you know, even after the Buddha was enlightened, Mara would still come and try to delude the Buddha. Even the great Buddha was, even after complete, perfect enlightenment, forces of Mara were still active. But the Buddha, you know, didn't react in a bad way. He said, I know you. I know who you are. But there was no aversion, no, didn't kill Mara or, or uh, 
get angry with him or anything like that. So evil or badness is something to know what it is, you know, but it's what we don't do. We don't act, we don't speak badly or evilly. But we know it, because that's wisdom, isn't it? To know these things for what they are. So, the enlightened mind isn't one that doesn't experience evil, but it, it knows evil. It knows, it's a, knows it for what it is. I know you, Mara. I remember as a child, uh, uh, having, uh, I remember uh, public transport in Seattle and I had these kind of horrible thoughts going through my mind, really hideous, evil thoughts. When I was about, I was about eight or nine years old. And I'd always, you know, trying to be a good person and then suddenly this, these awful, hideous, maniacal thoughts going through the mind. And you think, you know, you can become terrified of the evil forces, you think. And you think if, you know, there's something, you think it's yourself, you think there's something wrong with you. And you think if, if I were really good, I wouldn't have evil thoughts. Evil things wouldn't be going on in my mind if I were really good. So I must not be good. And this kind of worry. Because the idea that if you're good, then you have a, only experience goodness. But when you really look at it from what it is, then it's, uh, evil is Dhamma, isn't it? It arises, ceases. It's not self. So in this this attentive state, you can see things, and even goodness, you're not attaching to it. You do it, but you don't attach, you don't cling to good things or goodness or ideas of goodness. You, you, you do it, it's just something one does, the active, uh, what one, how one lives in the world as a, as a physical being, the human body as a member of a society. So, refuge in Sangha is, 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 practically speaking, in terms of experience, is living in the society as a human, as a member of it, but doing what is right, what is good, refraining from doing what is bad. Having integrity. It's direct practice, uju patipano. What, what we're doing during this retreat is very direct, isn't it? You can't get any more direct than this. The teaching is now, isn't it? Attention now is not practicing something in order to pay attention later on.
with the uh, eight worldly dhammas. which is uh, good fortune, bad fortune, success, failure, praise and blame, happiness and suffering. So this is, we note, we, can, we begin to reflect on these experiences because in, in a human lifetime we're going to experience success, failure, or fame, or or, uh, humiliation, praise and blame, happiness and suffering. Now with the sound of silence as you begin to develop that as a kind of rest in it, relax with it, it gives you perspective on when the world, uh, worldly dhammas affect you. Like I find, this from my own experience, when I'm praised, when people praise me and, and I consider successful, And get the kind of that that kind of positive feedback, as they say. And then, then emotionally, there's this kind of uh, you know reaction of you know happiness. Nice to be praised and be appreciated and be loved, to be recognized, to be successful. But in the silence, you can also see that that kind of emotion of of uh, you know where you where you're touching to that feeling of emotionally you feel it makes you feel good, happy. And then the opposite when you when you're criticized, blamed rejected failure when these when this, this this happens then you you can keep that same perspective because in the silence there's this clarity of knowing like the kind of anguish or resentment that comes from being criticized or being blamed for things being looked down on. And, uh, we don't like to be looked down on, looked at, you know, or made fun of, or, or uh, be treated unfairly, things like this. And so we can, you know, we can get very uh, outraged and indignant that and often uh, when life becomes, you know, treats us in that way, when we are experiencing those kind of uh, conditions. 
But if we if we like praise and we we kind of jump for joy and get and seek praise and to be liked to be appreciated, uh, then then uh, when the other side happens, then we we have no refuge. We're merely shattered, destroyed. You know, if our if we're if we're living our lives in order to for people to like us, to be successful, to be popular, to be loved by others to be appreciated and that's very important to us then when the other happens we're shattered we're utterly kind of demolished by rejection criticism blame because if we grasp one then then the other also we the grasping of the positive we're also grasping the negative because our, we're, we're, uh, we need to, you know, if, if our, our ego, our sense of ourself depends on being loved and respected and admired and praised, then when it's not, we, we're, you know, we're, we sink into the depths of despair or resentment. So this uh, silence helps you to see that, you know, just watch when, when, when things go well, when you're successful and all that, don't, don't uh, kind of indulge in that feeling, you're going to pay the price. Of uh, feeling hurt or that later on, if you if you if that's what you're used, doing with your life, is to be seeking approval, be liked, admired, and so forth. So this gives you a constant kind of clarity to deal with the ups and downs of of experience. Because in any human life, we're going to get both. And that we're not just going to have one with, without the other. So like, like say my character is one, I like to make people happy, please people. And, and then the result of that is when, when it goes the other way, emotionally one feels shattered, devastated. But that awareness is the refuge. So then you're no longer taking refuge in the emotional reactions, so that even being shattered and devastated is a dhamma. It rises, ceases, just like everything else. So, I mean, it's, this is where you, you find incredible strength in this kind of reflection, because otherwise you're just a helpless victim of uh, conditioning. Victim of life. So that what what what's happening is makes you either happy or miserable. You up and down like a yo-yo. You see, you're wonderful. You're wonderful. You're a horrible person, and down you go again. You're you're absolutely marvelous. The best best person in the whole world. Up again. I can't stand you anymore. You just utterly disgust me. Down you go again. 
That's a victim, isn't it? Just whatever. <laughs> but the constant through through the ups and downs of life is this mindfulness, isn't it? It'll never let you down if you if you really trust in it and and develop it. It needs you need to really keep keep at it and using it. And especially when, you know, with the experiences that you have, both good and bad. And when life really gets difficult, you have a lot of, em- uh, and a lot of uh, strong emo- negative emotions come up. So then that's really, uh, you know, then you really appreciate this uh, practice. It's either you're going to get stuck, you know, in, that, in those emotions and just get depressed or, or angry or resentful, or you're going to transcend those emotions, see them in terms of what they really are, Dhamma, or rising ceasing. This is where this this mindfulness gives you will always you know you be able to keep uh, not be able to keep a perspective and, and the and even the diffic- the really difficult patches of life are incredibly strengthening then you get well you have to really you know remind yourself not to get caught in in uh, anger resentment indignation. And transcend it by just being aware of it as a as a mental object. So you're feeling it; it feels. You know, you're not you're not getting rid of it, but you're seeing it in in the right way, the supatipano, practicing in the right way. So then the difficult, life's difficulties are, you know, you're changing your attitude from resentment to even gratitude. Because there are challenges to us, isn't it? Difficult things and pain and sickness and disease and rejection and and unfairness and misunderstandings and Long and difficult emotional habit. You know, you 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 won't fear them or be or be uh, feel uh, you know cowardly, frightened of facing up. You you have a sense of being quite having courage and strength. Because you know how to how to resolve things in the right way. It's wisdom, and something you you practice with, and you, you your strength increases. And 